0: Hello and welcome to another Expert Insights show. Each show, your host, Donna Hansen, interviews an expert on the latest trends, ideas, philosophies and approaches that impact on productivity, performance and profit, both in business and personally. And now, here's your host, Donna Hansen.
1: Hello and welcome to this Expert Insights show. I'm Donna Hanson. In this Expert Insights show, we speak with author, leadership coach, and motivational speaker, Kim Becking, about resilience and its impact on personal and organizational productivity. And Kim certainly knows about resilience and its impact on life. She's helping organizations, leaders, teams and individuals boost their resilience, reduce stress and overwhelm, conquer change and communicate and connect in a more authentic and meaningful way for over 20 years. A recovering attorney, in 2002 at the age of 30, while planning her son's second birthday, Kim was diagnosed with breast cancer. After breast cancer, Kim realized life was short, so she left a successful law practice to start her own communications company and follow her passion. Life was humming along. And then her husband and high school sweetheart walked down on her. One day she was married and the next day he was gone, marrying her very good friend and neighbour who then took her name, Kim Carlos, thus requiring Kim to not only reinvent herself and go back to her maiden name, Kim George, but also reinvent her company and personal brand. Kim knows a thing or two about change and challenges through the many hats she wears, that of the recovering attorney, a recovering political consultant, a communications strategist, a breast cancer survivor, a mum who has faced the unexpected challenges of marriage, family and divorce and was given a second chance at love, remarrying a widower with two small children and adjusting to a fabulous new life in a blended household as Kim Becking, mum of three, party of five. Kim has been featured in People, Self, New York Times, USA Today, Good Morning America and Lifetime Television for her expertise on resilience and thriving in the midst of change. Today, we're going to speak with Kim about how regardless of what's happened in our life, we all have the capacity to bounce back and create momentum in our lives, working relationships, no matter what life throws at them. So our topic is how resilience impacts on your own and your organization's productivity. Welcome, Kim.
0: Hello. Hello. I'm what, happy to be here, Donna.
1: What an extraordinary life you've had so far. And and p- quite possibly all the things that you've been through are probably more than many of our listeners might ever go through in a lifetime. And you went through all of those um, by the time you got sort of to your early 30s.
0: Yeah, it was a lot to handle. Sometimes they say, you know, God won't won't give you more than you can handle. But I just wish He didn't trust me so much. So I, uh, <laughs> um, but I, but I have certainly learned a lot and um, have really, uh, you know, it it has an, empowered me to to not only continue to build my own resilience, but but help others
1: build resilience in their lives. Um, and look, Kim, no doubt you've been to some mentally dark places through the various things that have happened in your life. Uh, What's what sort of got you through those dark times? Yeah, I think it's
0: it's a combination of things. I think obviously support, support from family, from friends, from others who have walked down similar paths. I think learning to let go of things that you can't control and really set boundaries mm-hmm. both with, with yourself and, and and with others. and and then also really recognizing and learning that uh, failures don't define you, that they're really opportunities uh, to, uh, really soar and and adapt and and change and thrive and that we're all going to have hard in life. And so that's for me really what was my wake-up call and in, in really recognizing that you know what we're all gonna face hard. we're all going to have change. we're all gonna have unexpected change in particular in our life and we have the power. we have the power within us to decide how we react and how we choose to either allow that experience to define us or realize that we're more than that, you know, one thing or two things that bad that may
1: have happened to us in our life. Mm-hmm. Do you think sometimes and- you you need to go through something and you, you have to find your own point at which you say, I don't want to be in this place anymore? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I, I think um, – you know, I always say feeling leads to healing. Mm. So I think at, at at certain points in our life, whether it's in our personal life or our professional life, there are times where we have to go through it. We can't go around it. And, and really that's what allows you to then grow and expand and move forward and really gain that momentum to move forward because, but for experiencing that hard uh, you know, it, it's okay to sit with it for a while. We don't like to sit with, with our heart, right? We just want to yeah. plow through. And and sometimes, you know, there's a lot to be learned uh, in, in dealing with those those dark times and pushing past that limited um, thinking that sometimes I, I call it our own inner bully that we have mm-hmm. <laughs> telling us and talking to us and telling us we can't do things or, or we we are stuck where we are and that's just the way it is. But we have the power. And I think... For me, that, that's that been the biggest lesson is I get to choose every day whether I'm going to be defined by what's happened to me or my past or, or whether I,
1: I want to create that new future for myself. Yeah, look, I, I, so, I so get that having gone through a marriage breakup myself, but also having gone through um, uh, not... Not anything of a health nature like you have. So I'm, I'm in admiration of your ability to bounce back on, on that. And I'm sure there's something everybody can learn from it. But um, I had a situation where the company I worked for went broke. And I lost a whole lot of money and at the same time as my marriage was breaking down. So you're quite right, I, I remember going to that sort of dark place and and you sort of dwell in it for a little bit and then you get to a point where you go, well, you know, I really do have a choice. I can choose to live this story for the remainder of my life and continue to, to be a victim or, or, or whatever I want to label I want to put on myself or I can choose to use this to empower me to do something more or something better or be what I want to be and not let it find me that's right
0: that's right be the
1: victor not the victim that's what i always that's, say that's Definitely. a really great analogy so um uh, you you talked about how uh you know you you got to a place where um you um you were ready to make that choice and you clearly couldn't turn to your husband for support and in because in fact uh you know he he um betrayed you by by moving on um were there other family members that you turned to for support or did you go outside your family circle and and look at um, therapy or or anything along those lines? I'm just trying to think of, you know, what options are open open to people when they're stuck in the middle of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I leaned on my family. I'm blessed to have a a wonderful, uh, supportive family. I leaned on friends. I also sought out you know, and it, whether it was a support group, which I didn't really go to a support group. I went, I went more the therapy route, uh, after my divorce. Um, but for, for me, it was, uh, that, that therapy, it was family, it was friends, it was talking to others who had been in similar circumstances. It was also taking care of myself and going to the gym mm-hmm. and, 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 and kind of taking back my, my own life in that way. And, and, uh, the, the power of that helping support me. And, and I would say the biggest piece of this whole thing for me and for so many others that i talk talked to who have uh, faced hard times, whether it's at work, whether it's at home, is the learning to ask for help. And you know that was something that was hard for me to do because I was so used to being the one that was giving. And, and so asking for help and then learning to accept it uh, and learning to do that with grace was probably one of the biggest lessons that I I learned throughout the hard in my life.
1: Mm. So you've you've gone through the the dark times, the the breakup, the um, somebody else taking your name, uh, your health issues, looking after children, finding a new uh, partner, and establishing a new life. What made you realize that? Um, that as a result of all of this, there was an issue in business and that you now had a capacity to contribute to, like had you seen it in your practice whilst going through your treatment or was there groups, you know, how did you realize that resilience was an issue for business?
0: Yeah, well, I, I think it was a combination of those things. I think one of the biggest realizations is and was that we all have change and that change is a guarantee in life. And and in, particularly in a in a corporate setting, in a company setting, in a business setting, and in a personal setting, we all have that constant change. And particularly in the corporate setting, it's that innovation, right? It's it's you're always going to be dealing with change. Just look at all the technology changes. And I know in in your work, uh, you you deal a lot with that, um, you know, in, in helping others uh, become more productive even through the technology and all those different changes. So, you know, I think it's, it's, it's really a combination of seeing all of that play out both from a personal perspective and then also in the business world, because we're constantly chased, faced with that change.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So some of our listeners today might be thinking to themselves, Kim, I'm busy. I've got a lot to do. Isn't, that just normal today in in business and, and the world in general.
0: Yeah, I would say change is is ho- normal. Hopefully, people are starting to see see it as normal because what happens is often people resist change. Mm-hmm. But I would say the bigger issue too, as a part of that, is that um, you know a lot of people talk about work life balance. I talk about work life blend or work life integration because often you know in in the in the corporate setting what happens at home should stay at home and what happens at work should stay at work but in reality we're one person Mm. and so what does affect me at home you know whether it's a health crisis whether it's something with my children whether it's something with my aging parents whether it's uh you know any of a variety of things going on in your personal life you still take those to work with you and and the same thing from a from a Work perspective. If you're working on a huge project or or working and dealing with a client at, at work and you have a crisis or you don't get that um, that client or that they don't accept your proposal or whatever the case may be, you take that home with you. And so it's it's how do you learn to set those boundaries? How do you learn to take care of yourself? How do you learn to continue to boost your resilience, in the midst of this crazy world that we live in with 24-7 technology and going from thing to thing to thing.
1: I think setting boundaries is a good thing and I think – I don't know about you, but I tend to not be prescriptive with a lot of stuff when I talk to people about managing their productivity. Like, for example, with email, people are looking for the seven steps to fix. But it's about finding uh, a framework that works for you because if it's not something that resonates with you and you buy into, it's never going to succeed, is it? Right, exactly,
0: exactly. And, and, And that's the thing, we're all different. Uh, we're, we're all different people and, and even with with resilience and dealing with change and learning to overcome obstacles, you know, often in our society, we try to compare mm. our problems or our issues or, oh, well, you know, Kim had cancer and that was really hard and I've never had cancer. So that, that was probably a lot more tougher for her than what I'm going through. But whatever you're going through may be the biggest thing that you've had to deal with in your life. So it's important to you and it's a crisis to you. Uh, and, and so I think for, for many of us, it's, um, it's, it's learning that we're all unique and we all, exactly what you said, we all have to build that framework that works for us, whether it's, you know, being more productive and, and learning how to, whatever works for you. For me, I, I chunk my time, right? I, I chunk my time and, and check my emails or do social media at a certain time of the day. So I'm not constantly interrupted. Um, in that way. For others, that may not work, depending on the nature of their job or, or the nature of their personal responsibilities. So we have to do what works for us.
1: I, I think you made a really relevant point there about how um, we might be fall into that comparison mode. Um, I remember, do you remember the show, I think it was in the 90s, Ally McBeal? Oh, yeah. 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 I I always remember um, the main character, Ali, would uh, complain about how her life was so bad. And I remember one of the other characters asking, why is everything that happens in your world so bad? And her turnaround was, because it's happening to me. And that's quite right. You always feel like nobody can understand because they're not going through the same experiences you are. But ultimately, they're all feelings that you're processing. And everybody will go through those feelings, whether it relates to what you're currently experiencing or something different. You're still going to go through the same feelings, I would imagine, if you're struggling with a medical diagnosis versus you're going through a marriage breakup. You know, there's similarities of your feelings. Yeah.
0: And, And a lot of it is just giving yourself
1: permission. To ab- feel those things and ab- remembering they're allowed. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So do you think technology has had any impact on our feeling of sort of being out of control?
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I always talk about this with my husband. I love technology, but I hate it, right? <laughs> but, but, a, but a part of that is learning to set those boundaries and learning to manage expectations whether it's the expectations of your three teenagers who think as soon as they text you, you should text them back, even if you're in a work meeting or on a conference call, or whether it's a client who may email you at 10 o'clock at night. And if you respond that one time, then there may be this expectation that, well, I can email you at 10 o'clock at night anytime. Right? Mm -hmm. And so I think a part of it is learning to set boundaries, And then at times learning to truly unplug, as I shared with you early on, I just got back from a long overdue quick getaway to Mexico and I truly unplugged and did not check email, did not, uh, you know, let all my clients and everyone know ahead of time I was, I was leaving and, and I needed to do that for myself. So it's learning what you need to do to recharge, to unplug and to really set those boundaries so that you don't continually um,
1: ha- have that feeling of, of, of being out of control. So I, I guess what you're saying there is it's not only, it's creating a set of expectations for yourself personally because then that yep. relieves the stress because often we get quite stressed because we create these unrealistic expectations for ourselves but also making sure that our expectations are clear with clients so yep. like the example you gave about a, a response at 10 o'clock at night um, and, and internally with your organisations, one of the things I say is yep. when everybody knows what the rules of the game are, and I use the air quotations, then everybody can play by the rules. But when we make assumptions about expectations and that my expectations of what how I should respond should be the same as yours, that's where the problems start, right? Right, absolutely, absolutely. And And I think the other piece of that is, It's the,
0: um, the other thing about technology that I would say, and, and I deal with this with a lot of, of clients is this art of, uh, of the lost art of communicating Mm -hmm. and things can be taken out of context in an email. You know, how about picking up the phone and calling and talking to that person, or if they're in the office next door, going in and, and having that conversation with them versus something that could be misinterpreted in a text or an email. And so I, I think it's it's remembering sometimes the the power of communication and, and in person or even through Skype or through Zoom or through technology, but in a way where you can
1: actually talk to or even see that other person. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Kim, what are some of the tactics that you use to reduce stress and overwhelm and become resilient? So you mentioned you'd uh, disconnected for a while. And I I sort of ask because I expect these are are things that many of our listeners could apply to their own and their business environment, even if they aren't experiencing some of the things that you've been through. Do you have maybe a few quick tips?
0: Yeah, absolutely. My first tip is to resign as general manager of the universe. (laughs) So, and, and really what that means is that we have to take care of ourselves. And at times we may put everyone else first. Mm-hmm. And so we have to learn to take care of ourselves, to say no at times, so that we can say yes to what really matters. That opens that up. We, we need to learn to ask for, accept, and give help to stay positive positive to learn to laugh at ourselves, which I, I, the older I get, the more I learn to laugh at myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and really to surround yourself with positive people. You know, I always say there are three types of people in life. There are the fillers. Those are the people that fill you up after you talk to them, after you go and have that cup of coffee, you are on fire, you're lit up, you're excited, but then there are the drainers, the the drainers are those people. We all know, we all have those people in our head. We can see right now that just suck the life right out of us, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right? They're the the negative people, the people that are always constantly complaining. So how do you set those boundaries with them or, or in certain instances, let them go, you know, and let them go out of your life. And then there are the people who just sit there who don't really cause many issues, but um, you know, you, you get to choose and you have that power. And so really looking at, Uh, your life, particularly when you are stressed and overwhelmed and figuring out how do I surround myself with more fillers Mm. and let go of the drainers. And, and that has been a big one, not only for me, but for, um, you know, so many of my clients and so many of the people that I talk to is, you know, really uh, learning to surround themselves with those positive people.
1: It's it's a bit like um, saying to yourself, I've got this big long to do list for the weekend, um, and uh, and then beating yourself up when you don't even get two or three of those crossed off. When realistically, right. the list that you'd created wasn't realistic anyway. Exactly,
0: your must do. You need to focus on your must do's and let everything else go. Right. <laughs> mm,
1: mm, absolutely. Any anything else that you can suggest? Yeah, I think um, you know the other thing that I would say is. To
0: have massive epic failures, and I know that sounds crazy, right? But yep. um, you know, failure is not really failure. It's it's an opportunity to learn and to grow and to try again. Um, and you know, it's 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 something that so many of us um, see as a negative, but yeah. For me, my failures have been some of the biggest lessons in my life, and and so I think for many, when they look at stress and overwhelm and you know disappointments in life, uh, whether it's it's at work or at home, it's it's about realizing what can I take from this? What is the lesson? Find the lesson, and that has been, you know, something that that has allowed me to to uh, really grow and become more resilient. And, and I think the other one is really to, um, and I mentioned this before, but it's really to find the positive, you know, it's, it's, it's to practice gratitude. You know, what is it that you can be grateful for today? Uh. What is it? There's always something, you know, and, and I think as a part of that, you know, learning to, uh, make that time for yourself and, and learning to breathe and learning to find your joy and what lights you on fire, what makes you smile and do more of that in your life. And, and I always ask this uh, in, in one of my uh, keynote talks in particular uh, you know, how many of you have done something this week for yourself that, that makes you smile or brings you joy. And often there are not very many hands that go up. Hmm. And, and so it's it's because we're so busy. We're in the, the, the busyness of, of life, right? And we're not making that time um, for ourselves. And as a part of that, learning to breathe and find your joy and laugh and uh, connect with others, as I said before, you know, to put down that phone <laughs> and listen and make that time
1: and be present. Hmm. Mm, good, they're good uh, good tips resign as G- general manager of the universe uh, see your failures as lessons and try to find the positives and, and be grateful uh, for the fact that you you are where you are and that you do have the capability to get out of that wherever you are from that space and bounce back um, did you have a support network Kim I know you said uh, you had your family and therapy but how did it help and you also mentioned a mastermind group in business how, how could some of our Listeners set something like that up to either help them personally or maybe in their organizational workplace.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll, I'll go back to something I said earlier is that each of us are unique and each of us needs to build a support network that works for us. Yes. So what works for one person may not work for another. And for some, you know, they may not have family or friends nearby. They may live far away. Uh, you know for others, you know they may they may need to find a support group or a from a business perspective, a mastermind of individuals within their industry that they can talk through and share their fears and share their wins and their successes and um, you know someone to challenge them or uh, support them and cheer them on. And, and we all need those people in our lives. And so I think for each of us to recognize, you know, take a step back. You know, we, we're, we're coming here, uh, we're, we're, uh, towards the end of the year. And then take a step back and really look at, um, how can I ensure that in 2018, I have the support network in place to allow me to reach whatever goals I have in my life. Right. You know, whether that's personal, whether that's professional, um, and, and, uh, and then putting that in place. And, and I think it's uh, recognizing what, what may work for you. you. know, For some, they don't like big groups. They don't like big support groups. Uh, one-on-one may be better for them. Mm-hmm. So, um, or, or getting your own coach uh, or or, or therapist. If, if, if you feel you, you're at that level and, and need that type of support. So you know, I think a, a part of it goes back to not being afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. Not being afraid to ask for help. Or to ask for support, or to say, "Hey, I would. I'm looking
1: for a mastermind. Would you be interested?" You know, part of it's just making that ask. Mm, all good points, and you're quite right. You know, what might suit one doesn't necessarily suit another.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and I and I think you know, it's 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 getting to know yourself.
1: Mm, mm. Are, there, are there many organizations in the U.S. that are in, invested in building employee resilience? Because I know in Australia, um, resilience sort of aligns with mental health. And there's a yep. lot of focus on mental health in Australia. And I, I guess it's, um, it's uh, same, same, but different to resilience.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think there are different uh, levels of resilience, you know, because there is individual resilience. Uh, there's there's more of a team and organizational resilience. Uh, and then there's community resilience or or you know we, when you look at uh, for example in the United States and you know we've had hurricanes and we've had other things happening here and um, you see the the uh, the stories of everyday resilience. Uh, but then collectively you see and hear the stories of of communities coming together and um, the power, of that collective resilience. So so you're kind of seeing it at all levels. Um, and, and some folks may not use the term resilience. Um, but it's, you know, to your point, whether it's mental health, whether it's work life balance, whether it's, uh, you know, those sorts of things, um, you know, they, they really all are looking at the same outcomes, you know, being able to adapt and thrive um, in the midst of change, mm, in, change. The midst of hard, in, the, in the midst of hard and in the midst of unexpected things that are that we're all going to face every single day
1: mm-hmm. so um what do you see as the benefits of resilience and building your resilience how how can you um how can it make you more productive
0: yeah absolutely so you know there there are a lot of and, and you can read studies about the uh, the the power of resilience and the benefits, but I've I've touched on some of them earlier. But the ability to really adapt to change, and thrive, innovation, and be flexible, which ultimately leads to um, improved uh, improved results or maximized results and success. Um, you know, being able to uh, break through your fears and find those lessons in your failures, uh, and look at problems not as problems, but as solutions, you know, become that, I I like to say, solution seeker Mm -hmm. uh, in order to amplify your productivity and enhance your performance. And, you know, really being able to enhance your ability to handle stress and perform better under pressure. And then I mentioned this earlier as well, but just creating that collective resilience and the power of building stronger teams. You know, each, each individual, uh, becoming more resilient boosts ultimately uh, the, res- the collective resilience of the team or of the organization. So you know, those are just a few examples uh, of benefits of the positive benefits of continuing to, to boost your resilience to make you more productive.
1: Right. So, um, yeah, and I guess, too, when you have things like a, a network, whether it be an internal organizational network or a team that you can draw on them to build your resilience and have a toolkit of resilience items, whatever they may be, um, it enables you, I guess, to hit the ground running so that when change or challenge happens, it reduces the time to act and you feel capable of managing that change and, and viewing it as a challenge rather than uh, as a negative. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you look at,
0: you know, if you look at history and you look at companies and brands that have survived uh, changes and, and innovations, I mean, it is truly that resilience and that ability to adapt and to thrive even in the midst of change and, and innovation uh, that that may be happening in the world or in the marketplace or whatever industry uh, you may be in, and and that has really that's really what has a, allowed um, you know those those companies to soar as well as kind of those individuals.
1: Mm. Kim, you've shared some amazing insights on your experience and and how to build our own. Um, uh, ideas and toolkit around personal and organisational resilience to uh, increase your productivity. I just want to summarise um, what you've uh, what you've covered. So okay. you suggested um, that we resign as general manager of the universe and take care of oneself. Looked for people who fill you up when you're feeling in maybe that less than positive space and, and try and reduce the amount of drainers that you're around. Look at your failures or what you may or others may perceive as failures as lessons because, you know, out of uh, out of those are often the best um, nuggets of gold. Find the positives, gratitude, do more fun things and, and look at having a network around you in whatever form works for you. Don't be afraid to ask for help and support. Would, would that sort of summarize some of the key points out of our conversation just now absolutely uh that
0: that's a great summary of what i call resilience boosters and uh, ways that you can continue to catapult your greatness no matter what is happening around
1: you fantastic kim if some of our listeners want to contact you about your book your journey or to discuss how you might be able to work with them how's the best way for them to contact you
0: they can go to my website at www.kimbecking.com. dot com.
1: Fantastic. Look, Kim, thank you so much for sharing your expertise and your absolutely remarkable journey. Um, listeners, thank you for joining us for the expert insight show. For more information on our services, visit the 3 w's, donnahanson.com.au or the three w's prime solutions with an s at the end.net.au. Until next time, this is Donna Hanson helping you work smarter and not harder with technology. Bye for now.
0: Thanks for listening to this edition of the Expert Insights Show. If you've enjoyed the show, why not subscribe via the podcast page on www.donnahansen.com.au or through iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn or Stitcher. Until next time, as Donna says, don't forget to work smarter and not harder with technology.